everyone, and welcome to Living in Truth podcast with Panoplia. Episode two, and they said it would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight, we are going to be talking about what it means to be a Christian during the COVID-19 pandemic. Ooh, we're getting into some touchy subjects here. Yes. I love it, but... Is it touchy, though? I mean, I guess it shouldn't be, because people had to ask themselves, you know, what does it mean to be a Christian during the Black Plague? And they found an answer then. Yeah. And we should find the same answer today. Yeah, so we were just, um, a lot of these podcast topics are really just... Stuff we rant about in the car. Yeah, I, I love ranting and just throwing around ideas. With Sorry Kate. if you heard me punch my mic in the face on accident. <laughs> um, we just love discussion, really. Like, our relationship thrives on discussion. Um, Mainly facilitated by her. She'll ask a question, and I'll just be like, how did you even yeah. think of that? But then we'll get into a really good discussion. Yeah, so um, how did this come up? So... You know, really just, I've been thinking a lot lately about how a lot of the churches are closed. And if I'm being honest with you guys, I might have said this last week, I can't remember, but I I cannot sit in front of these live streams. I have, we've, I've tried and tried and like, sometimes I, well, uh, I just laugh sometimes because it's so awkward people trying to lead worship with no one there because most people feed off of worship Mm -hmm. and they're still trying to do the arms and everything and it just looks silly because you don't even have the full band and then like a friend of ours mentioned when we were talking to them yesterday that she's listened to multiple um live streams and she said that it feels like everybody's talking about the exact same thing. I can't speak to that because I normally don't get past the worship. So, well, yeah. <laughs> and as as a tech person slash AV person myself, it's really really hard to watch a lot of these live streams because, and I get it. A lot of churches they don't have the resources. Live streaming's been flung on a lot of them at the last minute, but. You know, in my brain, I just see it, and I'm like, this is not good. (laughs) And it's really hard for me to ignore, like, sound issues in particular or video issues when I see them come up. And I know that's no fault of the churches, but I just can't tune in for that stuff. And, you know, plus I'm easily distracted by all the filth that pops up on the computer. Like, I, I, I need to have it in person. Yeah, so we um we were driving home from my parents' house tonight because uh, we see them a good bit of the time. Um, and, you know, everybody has crosses up right now. And I in no way mean to offend anybody who has a cross up in front of their yard right now. Like, this is just me being real. Um, but I was driving, and I asked Caleb, I said, well, why do you think people are putting crosses up? Like, nobody has ever done this before. And my response was because they're being super crish. That was his response. <laughs> but, you know, we, we make this, sh- like, in a sense, we make this show of going to church. And people can't, like, actively go to church on Sunday. Um, so I guess it makes them feel better about not being able to go to church. It, I guess it makes them feel a bit like churches with them by having a cross in their yard. Yeah. Um, but how much is it? Who cares that you have a cross in your yard? You know, right. it's you're. We're really just putting crosses up to show people that we're Christians. You know. Yeah. When and we were nobody, having this conversation. I was saying it'd be a lot more helpful to have a knock on my door if you need anything signed. That would be a lot more Christian than having a cross in your yard right now. Yeah, and um, 
And so, you know, we were just talking about, you know, that led me thinking about this. I said, well, you know, what does it look like to be a Christian during this? Um, and so... And I think part of this, we've been kind of sort of discussing it a lot of the week. We got, we jumped into a Facebook comment section and we talked about this some on our last episode. How <laughs> maybe I should stop doing that. <laughs> but um, there was one where someone felt the need to bring up, well, I have been, I've watched three different live streams this week or whatever. Like, I'm a Christian. I, I, I listen to church all the time. Like, is that really what it looks like to be a Christian during this? Is that really our one responsibility during this crisis? Right, yeah. And we've been talking a lot about how, you know, do we really need live streams right now? You know, because in the home... You as long can, as you don't live in a state that's forbidden even the smallest of gatherings, at least. Well, yeah, but but what we're talking about is that in the home, you know, most people who are Christians do private study. Right. You know, like they have, we have Bible study guides and all sorts of stuff that we use to get in the Word. So do we really need a live stream? Like, why do we go to church? Um, and most people go to church for the community and the right. opportunities that are presented there, not so much to be their main source of yeah, the protein purpose, for the week. Yeah, the purpose of the church in Acts was just simply to come together and love each other. Um, the reading of the word, the worshiping God with your life was supposed to be done at home. Uh, and, you know, that happens obviously in fellowship too, but that's not supposed to be your only source of that. So with live stream, with church, <laughs> nothing's different. You're just losing the one purpose of Sunday church, which yeah. is the community. So, um, as we were talking about what it looks like to be a Christian during this pandemic, um, I I noted that a lot of businesses and churches in the area have still been doing quote unquote outreach. You know, a lot of the food pantries are still open, and that's really good. But outside of that, people's outreach is looking like, oh, let me. T- take all of these things to people at the hospital you know i took 500 um gift cards down to they love talking about that number too the (laughs) number yeah our churches today are like really obsessed with numbers like we helped you know we had 10 people come to jesus in our easter program tonight you know (laughs) um but our number is really important and so i was telling caleb that i'm like you know do you really think these first responders like these people working in the hospitals on the front line with um the COVID-19 like do we really think that they want you to bring them like a different meal every day to feed them (laughs) like some people don't like eating out and you know there there's just a lot of stuff and I'm not saying these things are bad but like when everybody's taking stuff to one hospital when we've got at least three hospitals here in augusta like (laughs) we're showing favoritism to the hospital and then like we're trying to help these first responders but there are so many first responders completely being forgotten and uncared for yeah and again it sounds like we think these things aren't done you know with good intentions or with you know thoughtful hearts in mind but like there are some folks around here who are like, let's give candy and a card to these first responders. But there's another, there's a coffee shop in town, um, Interbean. I'll just go ahead and name drop them because they're great and they should have all the business in the world. Um, that delivered coffee to folks who are working in hospitals, which is something that is actually useful to them, <laughs> especially right now. And they don't deliver, you know, they don't bring much. Um, 
but what they do bring i think is incredible um Mm -hmm. it just you know really meets them where they're at the you know few people that i've been able to talk to and worship work in hospitals and i say talk to i mean seeing them post stuff on social media because i don't ever really talk to people right now but they're uh you know, they're, they're drained, they're exhausted. You know, a little coffee or a pick-me-up to push them through the rest of the day is a really big deal to them. Um, but on the same token, like Tabitha was just saying, you know, we need to find folks that aren't getting that kind of attention and give it to them. People yeah, t- tend and to I mean, copycat good things, which is good, but copy them in a new way so the same people aren't getting the same right. stuff. And, um, and, you know, we're talking about first responders, and God bless them, um, you know, special anointing on them for everything that they're doing um i'm grateful that i'm not in that position with all that stress right now um but on the flip side you know we're helping the people who are working but how many people do we have that aren't working right now how many people have lost their jobs and so as caleb and i were talking about this you know i'm really big on the what would jesus do right Mm now um that's like my slogan it's come back from middle school years for me um, I was Catholic. It took a while for me to ca- <laughs> us to catch on to that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, when I was talking to Caleb about this, what came to mind was the story of the woman at the well. Yeah. Um, you know, and so often our churches, um, like we were saying, care about numbers. But did Jesus care about numbers? You know, at the woman at the well, there was a whole crowd there. And if Jesus wanted to, he very easily could have turned that whole crowd into a crowd of believers. But all he did was send them away. And he focused on that one and caring for that one and turning that one into a believer. So why do we try to turn the crowd into believers and focus on the crowd when Jesus didn't do that? He just focused on the one. Yeah. And this isn't just taking the one thing out of context either. Like, Crowds of people were following him when that woman touched his garment and he spent time with the one. It wasn't the Sermon on the Mount that led people to truly follow him for the rest of their lives. It was the woman, yeah, again, the woman at the well who he talked to one-on-one, uh, the woman who was caught in adultery who he dealt with one-on-one, the Pharisee who he ate with in John chapter 3 we talked to one-on-one. Those all had way bigger changes and Jesus spent a lot of time with them and you can think well he could have preached a sermon to 10,000 and converted them all but Jesus was so focused on individuals and showing them that he cared about them and cared about their life and their souls um, as a model for our own lives and I'm not saying you can't do things in these big groups but it so means a whole lot more if you say find a neighbor and say is there anything i can do for you how can i buy you know your groceries and sure doing that much for that one might mean you have less to do for others but that's the model jesus has given us because it works so much more effectively right yeah and you know they're they're you know i'm just thinking it's a hard time for everybody right now mm-hmm. um but I think the best thing to do during this time is just constantly think, what can I do for others? You know, our small businesses are struggling and we have this really awesome place in Augusta. It's a t-shirt company. I think they're called Show Pony. Yeah, Show Pony. I, um, and they're doing a campaign called We Give a Shirt right now. Love that name. And um, so what they're doing is they're designing shirts for all of our, our small businesses and then they're letting consumers buy the shirts and they have about, those shirts are posted for about two weeks, I think. 
Um, and so the goal is to get at least 50 people buying the shirts after two weeks. And if they reach the 50 mark or past it, they go ahead and print the shirt. And then they give part of the proceeds to the small businesses to help them through this time. And a lot of times when people do something like this, it's like, oh, you get the little $2 leftovers of whatever it is. But no, they get $10 per shirt, which is huge for a lot of businesses right now, especially those small local businesses who mm -hmm. have been struggling because they have to shut their doors. Yeah, you know, but... but what does it look like to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Like that might not seem like much, but like you buying one t-shirt from them puts $10 in a business's pocket. Right. You know, and you get something out of it, which we're not mm -hmm. always looking to get stuff out of it. But you know, that's just one way to show a business. Yeah. And a lot of these small businesses are, they have some kind of online image. They're doing whatever they can to stay open within the guidelines. I know in Augusta, a lot of places, like the Interbean Coffee Shop we mentioned this morning, they're saying pull up in the parking lot and call us and we'll bring it to you. They are trying so hard mm -hmm. because they need that income. Their employees need that income. And it's extremely important. And, you know, we have probably spent more money on our local businesses lately. Not to brag on us. This has nothing to do with us. We're just, you know, trying to do our part. But, you know, Tabitha is a very compassionate person. So she'll see, you know, our business is struggling right now. If you could please go to this link and buy something from us. Like we've got, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff in our freezer that we're never going to eat, but we just <laughs> wanted to buy to support these businesses. That's, you know, that to say minimum. we're not going to make it go to waste. Like no, we're going to yeah, gift gonna... it to people once the pandemic's over. Yeah. But we, um, you know, it's just little th again. And I'm, I'm not saying we're great. We could be doing a lot more than we are but yeah, those but, are the little things you yeah can do. and this this guy i went to high school with um made a post on facebook today and he was saying you know if anybody's been impacted by this and lost their job or been cut on hours um drop your name below i'd like you know i'm gonna pick one or two people that i'm gonna send you money to buy yourself dinner or a meal or something you know and that doesn't seem like a lot but that's yeah. everything that's sometimes. A, yeah, and for all you know, that might open up a door for them to be like, man, I can't believe you gifted me money for this. You know, why did you do that? And It's that's what an Jesus would do as an acceptable answer. That's what Jesus would do, but then yeah. that opens a door for you to spread the gospel to people. Right. Um, and like, another thing we can all do, I am ashamed that some of the stores have had to enforce this. Don't buy up everything for yourself. <laughs> like... I get that that's so tiny and no one is ever going to see the fruit of what you're doing with that. Leave some stuff on the shelves for other people, please. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't need a thousand wads of toilet paper for a month long stay-at-home order. Like, that, that's just a personal thing for me. I, I keep going to stores and seeing now everyone has to limit what they buy because a few people have decided they want to buy up everything because they think this is the apocalypse or something like calm down jesus is still on the throne to use a cliche yeah <laughs> we'll all be okay at the end of this yeah and, but I, and that's I like a message think, we need more of right i like now. to think most people aren't like buying too much though i think they're just a handful that's I probably hope. true I uh, like i read this story today that there this one guy bought like 150 32 packs of toilet paper <laughs> in australia and tried to return it and the store, and the store owner was, was like, like no. i'm not giving you your money back it's your fault for buying all of this you have to suffer with the financial consequences <laughs> of this now right um but did you figure out how to pick that chair up I know, I, I know how to pick it up. There's a chair in this room.
that I have just been sitting in so low because I couldn't figure out where the thing was to lift it up. Sorry, distraction. Well, you have to like lift yourself off of it too to lift it. Well, I could never find that switch until I just oh. watched you flip it. <laughs> I'm smart, guys. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Yeah, so something else that I I really feel like I need to say during what does it mean to be a Christian during this, um, to be a Christian during this time is to have compassion for people. Yes. Um, you know, I was, I made a post recently about the impacts. Of, I'm, a, I'm a small business. I've lost... A lot. <laughs> At least half of my income for a while there, I lost probably about 90% of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm slowly getting some of it back, but there's about 50% that I won't be able to get back. Yeah. Um, I might never get back. One of them's a school contract, um, and I'm hoping they'll renew next year. But You never know. When you never know. Like this yeah. yeah. And then some of them are nursing homes, and I, I imagine nursing homes are going to be closed a lot longer than everything else will during this. Um you know, but I just made a post about like not making small businesses feel bad for being open, you know, because when you, when you look at the breakdown of small businesses, I don't have a building that I have to pay for, but a lot of these small businesses have buildings. And that that they're paying for whether they're open or not. Yeah. And so for that, you know, they need their, the money for rent, they need water. Most of them are trying to um, pay their employees. Electricity. Yeah. They're trying to pay their employees. Um, they want to pay themselves. They need to be able to cover, cover the cost of the goods that they're trying to bring in to sell. Um, and that that's just a lot. you know. So when these businesses are having to close, these prices can be huge mm-hmm. um, of how much they owe at the end of this if their businesses are closed. Um, and I've just seen a lot of people saying, well, they shouldn't be open, blah, blah, blah. You can get a small business loan. Well, I know. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of other music therapy business owners, and most of them were not able to get the small business loan. Only of everybody that applied for small businesses loans, only five to seven percent of applications actually got money. Right, and we won't get into the politics of why that is, but you know, it's it's that's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. Now. So <laughs> so we're talking about how our like. We're thinking, well, our small businesses don't need us because they can get the loans. They can't. Only five to seven percent of applicants actually had were able to get loans. And on top of that, um, some like the guidelines for how to get the for how to have the loans forgiven aren't very clear right now. Yeah. Um. So nobody, the people who do have money, they're like, I don't really know how to get this forgiven. Um, cause they didn't outline that well. And so essentially um, all you're doing is delaying all that cost. If you have to yeah, pay Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like mortgages. People are like, well, they're not going to make you pay your mortgage. And it's like, well, no, you don't have to pay your mortgage this month. They're doing a three month, right? Like thing, but it's just delaying it. So right. if your mortgage, like, obviously your mortgage isn't going to be $300, but I'm bad at math. So we're just going to say 300. <laughs> so if you have a $300 mortgage, you know, it's going to be $300 for May, April, $300 for May, $300 for June, and then at the end, like come July, all three months. So you're going to have to pay $1,200 $1, come June if yeah. you haven't been paying on it. And that's the truth of this. Like we're saying that, you know, bill, the bills are holding off and it's like, yeah, they're holding off, but they're not forgiving right. what you've used. Yeah. 
Um, and that that's just the truth of it. So when and it's not on them. Like people still need to make their money. So yeah, I don't, I don't like I I used that. the electricity, so I should have to pay for the electricity. You know, and I lived in my house, right. so I should have to pay for my house. Um, and this it's it's not like not a. I'm really not trying to be mean or like hit on anybody, but we need to be compassionate about this stuff. Like don't make small business owners feel bad for being open because not only are they trying to provide for them, their employees, but they're trying to bring in for their families. Like I know music therapy business owners that are single moms and they lost half, they lost practically all of their income when right. this hit. So they're like, they might have employees that they can't play right, right now. But more than that, they're worried about how they're going to take care of their family. So right. when you hear small business owners or anyone talking about the struggle, don't go on and tell them they can apply for loans. Go share some compassion. Say, man, I'm really sorry yeah. that's happening to you. How can I help you? Right. And that's what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus during this. Yeah. Be and, it's the, and it's the same thing with people who aren't working. You know, it's the same thing when people tell them, well, you can just go get unemployment. Like there are a lot of people and I'll, I'll say it myself included who really feel bad about taking unemployment because when you're like me and you work and I'm, I'm still working during this time, so I wouldn't get it anyway. But if you're like me, you, you believe you should pull yourself up by your bootstraps and work hard for what you have. It's hard just on you as a person to draw that unemployment out. Not to mention that just like the business loans, the pool for that is a lot bigger, but it's still a limited pool. And a lot of people are being rejected for unemployment. A lot of these small business owners who are just closing their businesses and filing for unemployment, uh, they're not able to get it because they were those small business owners. And, you know, Tabitha saw someone on one of her pages who had to wrestle with the question of, do I let my employee go so she can draw unemployment because I can't pay her right now? Like, there are a lot of folks right now who need someone to take care of them. And that someone doesn't have to be the government passing a law. That's going to take ages to get there. But you can reach them right now, help them where they are right now, mm -hmm. and get to them. Yeah, so have compassion. If you see people struggling with their house payment, if you see... Don't, don't try to pull... Like, if you haven't researched these things, don't tell them their loan's been... Like, mm -hmm. don't, don't tell them that you know, their house payments been deferred because you're just going to screw them up when the three house payments come to be paid. Don't right. tell them that there are loan options because loans have to be paid, you know, and like I'm a therapist, you know, I, I can take a loan for $3,000 right now, but by the time, like, I'm, I'd have to work double, triple my hours to be able to pay that off, you know, I have to, like my money's consistent. I can't up the price of therapy just to right. increase the amount I can pay on my loan. You know, I have to get more clients to be able to do that. And that's not an easy feat either. Right. We, we pay enough loans between student loans, house loans. Like we don't need another thing on top of it either. That's not going to help. It's just going to delay the inevitable of having to spend that money and eat that cost. Yeah. So have compassion on your neighbors, on your business owners. Um, if you're, if you're at home with your kids, have compassion on your kids, Please. because, you know, it's, it's a lot of adjustment for everybody and it's just really hard. Like we all have differing viewpoints right now. Um, and we all think different things should be happening, but this isn't a time to sit here and get in arguments over everything. Like just have compassion on your neighbor. Um, Jesus wouldn't go out of his way to prove someone wrong. 
Right. You know, unless it was on a biblical principle. Right. You know, but these aren't like technically biblical principles. Jesus called out hypocrites and hypocrites alone. (laughs) So if they're not acting like a hypocrite, biblically speaking, you don't have to engage and you don't have to always be right because we're all only human. But compassion right now is what these folks need. A lot of these people who are angry or upset are just inside. They want to ask for help and they don't know how. So be a light to these people. Help them if you're able. If you're not able to, if, if you're, you yourself are struggling for help, um, that's a hard situation to be in. Mm-hmm. And I feel for you. And I would like to help you. And I'm sure there are a lot of people around you who would like to help you. So just if you need help, speak up. Yeah. So um, I think that's a good place to end this. Um, I hope we gave you some things to think about. Um if you've helped someone or have examples of how to be a Christian, we would love to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We have our Instagram. At Panoplia Worship, P-A-N-O-P-L-I-A, because I know it's hard to spell. Um, we have, you know, if you want to send us an email, we don't check this email super often, but, you know, it's the same email address, worship at gmail.com, mm-hmm. uh, spelled the same way. Yeah, and this is if you if you have examples of how to be a Christian during this time, um, or if you need help. Like yeah. Caleb and I don't have much. Like I said, I lost like at least sixty to ninety percent of my business right now. I'm right. getting, I'm slowly getting some of it back. But we're um, making it. <laughs> yeah, but we're making it. And so, if you need anything, reach out to us. I can't promise that we have a lot to give, but we'd love to give you what we do have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so. Ending that, we can dive into some shameless plugs. I need to make like a electricity sound effect to put here after I say shameless plugs. <laughs> um, so we've already talked about our Instagram at Panoplia Worship. That one I wasn't going to say was shameless because we're trying to use it for some good. Um, we just created a TikTok actually tonight. Um, K tab in the house. If you want to find us, it's gonna be. Don't find us. It's gonna be really cringy. <laughs> you probably shouldn't find us. Um, we're also uh, Panoply of Worship on YouTube. The intro that you heard at the beginning of this podcast, that music, that music is now five years old. No, sorry, four years old. I'm sorry. It's this. It's on the second <laughs> thing we did. That song is now four years old, but we are in the process of recording an actual version of that song and plenty of others that we will put out. That's part of the panoply yeah. of worship thing. We do worship. Yeah, music. we haven't set a goal, but let's say right now our goal is possibly end of summer yeah. for this project. So, so with you know, don't hold us to that because it's it's going to be completely self-produced, which means we have to set our own deadlines. And I know the guy who set the deadlines, and <laughs> I don't want to listen to that guy. So... <laughs> Um, but there, uh, just stay tuned because there will be some music. We're really excited to put it out there. We don't expect a lot of people to listen to it, but that's okay. We hope it can bless a few of you. And so I think that's all of the shameless plugs. I'll get a real sound effect later that we have. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. See you next time, folks. Bye.